I don't run Air Assist when I'm engraving on any of my machines. And what that does for me, I'm going to tell you why, is it's one less thing for me to clean up afterwards. Okay, so I'm the time is money guy. Got whole videos on it, right? So I don't want to clean up a sooty wood engraving, a sooty piece of leather. And that's what Air Assist usually does when it's on during engraving. So the question I guess I want to ask you guys is, besides the fact of trying to blow particulates away from the lens, I get that logic. Is it worth it when it really doesn't climb back up there if you have good Air Assist? What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Laser Source Podcast, the number one podcast if you love hanging out with fat kids. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to make Kyle spit out his soda, but it didn't work. I thought I was going to get him. Are those real light burn stickers on your Galva lasers? Yep. Yikes. And it's what's what's great is how like this is a full size three inch sticker. Yeah. And I try to explain to people like what the beam expander and all that stuff looks like and how big the actual Galva head that comes to you is. So that's a three inch sticker on a normal like that's the same one over there. Matt's and like then, I'm, I swear to God it's three inches. Yeah. Fully in on what? Whoa. Yeah, had to work on that one. He was like, which button does what? We're really slaying it tonight. It's literally a picture of fucking Benson. Like, you can't miss it. And he still had that pause. Like, he watched him go. I know. Well, I pushed it twice and it canceled it. And then it came back. Sounds like a laser 911 emergency. What's up, guys? Uh, There he is. I made it. it. Another one. Oh my God, voice. Oh my God. All right. So this was it. We were here on time. If voices audio works, this will be a hat trick. I mean, it's 903. Boys, speak. Boys, say something, though. No! (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. We can't hear you, brother. Uh, imagine tricky son of a bitch douchebag it was working what's I up guys hope you're doing well tonight um <laughs> bunch of people in chat the oh, usual shit, crowd what? is slithered on in vince andrew bronson what's up man sam says god alex is late again not today He's a god. Nope. Edwin Reyes. Reyes? Reyes. Reyes. Edwin Reyes. Reyes. I'm sorry. I'm from the north. Um, signed up to become a YouTube member. Thank you. Yay. We appreciate you. Anthony's here. Murray, what's good? The Roadrunner. My wife, of course. Gretch Zeppelin. Yep. Just the uh, the standard crew. Good to see everybody. Richie's here. Shout out to Richie. Really loading it up on the marketplace lately. Pretty dope. Um, and Good we're stuff. joined today not only by Kyle, Matt, and Voice, the usual crew, but uh, Mr. Mullins. Welcome back. We've got it's good to Mullins. see you, man. Good to be back, Super man. Good How you doing? Show. Yeah, I'm doing really good. Yeah, how's really business? Good. Business is good. I just uh, I hired my first employee in a long time. No, you didn't. I did. Like I- in your house, they come to your house. Yeah, she comes here to the shop. Oh. She's, she's amazing. She's she is she's got a lot of talent. Did you hire a graphic designer and you're teaching her to engrave, or did you hire an engraver and you're question. teaching her to design? I hired a student that's in her last year of college at mm-hmm. Kennesaw State, and uh, she is a photography and graphic design, so nice. she's familiar with right. Illustrator, Word. and nice. she knows how to edit video. Nice. There you go. She's got skills. Double threat there. Triple threat. Have you you uploaded any content edited by her to the channel yet? I have. The last video was the last video. I'm not, I dude, it's been a minute. I'm not gonna lie with the launch of the marketplace. What is the last thing that went up over there? Uh I did some heat uh made uh laser engraved stamps uh and then did some heat embossing with those stamps. Ooh, I'm pulling it out. Uh she she's 
Ooh, got, oh shit, dude. She's got me looking good on Ooh, camera. Ooh, look at you, dude. Multi- multiple angles. I'll throw this up so you guys can see it. Yeah, yeah. So she's, uh, she's uh, doing a fantastic uh, 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 Her name's Dana, by the way. Nice. I thought you were going to say Alexandra. Shout out to Dana. Look at this, dude. Oh, yeah. ooh, did you see that punch in? That was yeah. tight. Yeah. Nice, man. Dynamic Rolling shots. What? Yeah, that's fancy. That's really nice. Well, we're not going to spoil the episode. If you want to check it out, go check yeah. out Michael's yeah, channel over cool. at Laser Engraving 911. Uh, super neat. You guys know this by now. Uh, it's just at Laser Engraving 911 on YouTube. But yeah, dude, that's sick, man. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm really, 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 uh, I feel really grateful to have found her. You know, because there's a lot of it can go bad when hiring employees sometimes, you know, oh, yeah. you have to kind of go through them. I lucked out with you, buddy. Yeah, for real. I've, yeah. I've watched it a lot of people. Look, look what he got with me. I, Terrible. <laughs> I, I've watched a lot of people enter and leave your wing many uh, times. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. The, the, the good guys stay. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, G Smith says your new employee may be the next Alex you're grooming. Never I know. kind of wanted to say that, but I didn't want to offend Alex yeah. because she, easy with the grooming comments. She's uh, <laughs> yeah. Whoa, <laughs> boy, that uh, left field <laughs> wild card. That's why we keep him around. Yeah, she's solid. She's nice, solid. dude. Nice. Yeah. Um, I was just I I had something to say, but then I got distracted because the other night we were making fun of Boyce. Boyce is Charlie Day in the episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he's like, I cut the brake lines, jumps out of the back of the van. The, <laughs> totally, like, boys. The Nightman Cometh episode, which is like the season four finale. I was like, okay, if Kyle is the Nightman, because he's always awake at like 4 a.m., like he's on China time. He is. And you've got me as the Dayman, and Alex is literally just. I think the troll. <laughs> That's fine. I'll He's be Danny 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 Danny. I'll take Danny it. The troll. I go, well, then who is voice? Who's that? Who's voice? And he Danny was like, he's going to leave one person. He sent the gif of Charlie going, wild card bitches. And like <laughs> popping out of the trunk. <laughs> and I yeah, was like, he is hilarious. Is absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. First question. Uh, we do answer questions on this podcast and we do talk about laser engraving from time to time. Larry queen asks, uh, I did it by accident once. They can't repeat the process. How do you set up a burn so the image is raised and the surrounding area is removed with engraving? I will find the video, but you guys can talk about it a little bit while I dig that up. What Alex is looking for is the art prep for laser engravers video, if I had to guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, essentially what you're looking for is uh, if it's a vector image or vector objects, uh, what you can do is you can create a negative by putting another shape around or over uh, on the same layer. And what that will do is it will invert it. So it'll engrave around the shape that (laughs) pre-exists. Oh, hello. There's negative Alex. Um, There's negative Alex. This entire episode is all about inversion, both for rasters and vectors. Uh, I highly recommend it. So here we're actually creating the silhouette so that we can invert some of these vectors over here uh definitely check this video out i'll go ahead and copy the share link right now and drop it into chat and we'll make sure we uh toss that in the description as well really really good episode so go watch that for sure michael you're a big fan of inverting things you invert stuff all the time i was about to i was about to recommend one of my own videos which oh yeah nice which also covers this topic and i believe it's titled you're doing it wrong Or is that uh, what the Ghostbusters? Yes, symbol? that is right. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's, called, it's called "Stop Laser Engraving Your Logos Like This." How to All do right. it the right way? Let's I remember see. watching that one and being like, "Oh, this was good." How old is it? How oh, far do, down do I have to scroll? It's only six months old, dude. When did you make all these videos? I've just been, I've been working. <laughs> I've been, I've been doing my best, dude. Jesus, you're doing it wrong. What's the thumbnail look like? It's uh. It? It's got me shaking my finger, going uh 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 uh. You didn't say the magic word. Yeah, name that movie. Oh my god, Jurassic Park. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, so I basically in the video I go over how to do how to turn a vector negative. Uh, yep, the, there you go. For the, right purpose, there. for the purpose of uh, in making it look right when you do it with something with the white background. You did it with Illustrator though, right? I did, and yeah. uh, the stamp one that I just did also. That's how you create stamps. Uh, is by doing the same thing and engraving it onto acrylic so that so the 
graphic is raised and you remove the background. So you can make stamps that way too by doing For that. sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good episode. Both good episodes. Uh four forty nine. This is a quick one, man. You get in there, you get it done, yep. you get out. Yep. Um, so definitely go check that out. I will link both videos in the description and I just dropped the link to this video in chat. So you guys Larry said, that there I you tried too. that, but now that you mention it, uh, I may have had the outside circle on a different layer and that might be the reason for the fail. Thanks for the videos. You got that it, Larry. Will definitely be it if it's on a different layer. Definitely. Sure. Yep, yep, for sure. Uh, do we do we have anything else start? So yeah, far? we do. All right, hit it up. Let's do it. My laser will not engrave. It continues to say that it's a heat sensor problem. I'm thinking my laser source is toast. What are your thoughts? Um, Says Jay. Yeah, so it definitely could be that your source is toasted. Um, there's been many occasions where we've had people reach out to manufacturers and they've reported that issue and they've had a toasted source. But uh, actually, the, the more likely cause is that you're having a heat issue. I know the one. It's the overtemp, right? Uh, the overtemp issue, uh, which sucks. The fans on the source are not very big. Uh, they're not very big fans and they're not very strong. And when you take that source and you stick it inside a giant aluminum box, there's basically it's just blowing air around inside of that box. And there's no fans pushing air out of that box or pulling air into that box. It's just static. Uh, so there's a couple ways that you can deal with this. Uh, the way that most of the people I've talked to have dealt with it is they will get like a literal box fan and just slap it right up against the, the vent holes on the front of the machine and just let it sit there and like blow air into the chassis. That's like probably the simplest solution. You could get some what's USB voltage. Five. five is volt. it five volts? So you yeah. could get some you could get a five volt power supply switching power supply off AliExpress wire it in uh, with everything else. It's very easy to add a power supply. We have a video where we do the EasyCAD 3 downgrade that explains how power supplies work in those systems. And you could wire in your own PC fans, uh, just glue them onto the front over the, the grills, and that would help, especially if you had some intake and some, some outtake. Uh, or, you know, it might just be like full of dust. Open your case, blow the, you know, get some compressed air, blow those fans out on the front of the source. Um, if none of that works, your source could be dead. But I would really try to increase your airflow because usually the temperature sensor error isn't wrong. It's your laser is having heat issues and they get hot really, really fast. It's not like a PC where it has to sit and run for 30 minutes to get hot. They're, they're basically instantly hot and it's really important they have good airflow there. So I would be, I would be looking into that right away. Have you guys dealt with that issue before? Um, I've helped other people with that issue. Mm -hmm. uh, dust <clears throat> is a huge factor and it, it sneaks up on you too, because it, it could be fine for months and months, but if you've never blown out or cleaned out your case, yeah, I, I like to call it the chocolate cake effect. Have you ever, uh, if anybody's ever taken apart their electronics that have never been taken apart in their lifetime, uh, you'll, you'll find that like cakey, gross, potentially moldy, uh, like layer of dust. It's, it's like, like a blanket. If a dust like bunny a was roadkill. Right. Yeah. And it, it builds up into the nooks and crannies and especially on heat sinks. And of course that sensor is usually directly below a heat sink. Yeah. So if that heat sink doesn't have access to airflow or can't even get the air near it because of what I call chocolate cake, it, it's not going to cool down. It's going to cook itself and it's going to turn itself off. Oddly enough, I've seen uh, that error where a laser manufacturer replaced the source and it ended up being the controller. But I think that was kind of an edge case. Yeah. I think more often than not, it's probably going to be a source or dust related or just ma general maintenance clean out. Uh, well, it could even be the fans died on the source. Ooh, um, there you go. And, and the source is otherwise fine. It's just not getting the cooling because the fan cooked itself. Yeah. Um, which can also happen from dust. Um, and I think it was either it was in our group or another group today. I saw someone saying the exact same thing about your computers. Like if you've got a computer in the shop that has a lot of fans and a lot of intake and all that stuff. Like do the same thing, you know, take apart your machine a little bit, get it cleaned out before the holiday rush, because that's when things break. 
and yeah. that's when you're stuck. Yeah. And like it, I mean, then you couldn't process your orders. You couldn't print. I mean, you're if you <laughs> just saying if your computer goes down, it's the same thing. But like everything's broken. So yeah. take care of it. Yeah. Get I mean, in there and do that maintenance, dude. Also, like, please don't put your lasers on the floor. Don't put your computers on the floor either. Don't the put anything reason. on the floor. <clears throat> Matt, Matt, you can you show us how your lasers are? Because th- I know they're not on the floor, but no. they're, so they're under the table. I got a couple of things that I've done that uh, when I first got my laser, I didn't you have even that table. remoter. He's so happy to have his good webcam back oh, in front of him. This now. guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Let's take a look down. Yeah. Every time he does that, I get <laughs> I know. Mm. Uh, anyways, uh, so let's see if I can get this one. So this guy, like, I'm so messed up with my directions. Um, I actually went to Ikea and I got one of those four by two. So this is like a six foot table from Sam's Club. It's uh, stainless steel uh, or not stainless steel. It's powder coated steel. Yeah. And it's got like a, like a two inch thick. It's uh, and it's two feet deep. So it's really, it's really a slab. Strong. It really is. And it's like straight up a slab. And then on top of that, it's got steel support underneath. So it'll hold uh, like 15 or 1600 pounds. Says a ton, but eh. But the nice thing about it is it goes all the way up to almost uh, four feet tall when you raise it. And so what you do is underneath, put this little four by two. Um, and what's really nice is they sit right there on this. So this is the Ikea, like $50. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Hymnus or whatever or something. I don't know. Some Nordic word. Um, and so what's nice is I keep my rotaries literally underneath in the little bays. And then on top, I've got my lasers. And it fits really nice. And then over here, I know you can't see. Oh, yeah, you can. Um, I've got all my little doodads. So I got my name plates and stuff like that and all that. So it's a nice little organization up against the wall. It's got some space in the back for airflow and for me to be able to reach back around and get stuff. Uh, the other thing, though, that I was going to say, and this is actually on my next video that's coming out, ugh, talking about organizing your workspace. This yeah. little guy, literally, this is for computers. Yep. Um, this gets it off the floor and it moves around and rolls around. I mean, it's still close to the floor, but it gets it off the floor for the static issues that you might have from being on the ground um, and all that kind of stuff. Plus just the straight dust that you would have. Yeah. So yeah. It, uh, it's so, harder for dust to get into your stuff when it's three or four inches up rather than yeah. just sitting right on the floor. And the nice thing is it gives it a little mobility and it's, I think, 25 bucks and it fits computer towers and uh, fiber lasers like literally all of those are just the same thing as a computer tower width so yeah i'll have to link it too i've got a really really nice I, my pc is like really fat i got like a really fat pc case and i could not find an under desk mountable uh oh, yeah. like rack for it and i finally found one it's literally just steel pipes that like come out and over and it just and it locks in they would be great for lasers i should order another one and do like a, a mount up under the desk uh but yeah heat static dust all enemies of lasers and computers and all of those things like to accumulate on the floor so uh, oh, and then the other thing too that's nice about this table is you guys can see the uh or the magnetic slinky yeah yeah, no, this yeah. yeah. measuring tape so I never have to wonder where shit is because anyone who knows, like I own like 17 of these, I think, and I can still never find them except I keep this right here. Oh, my problem is, is I don't put it back where it belongs. I will not like it. Has so I to have 17 there. of them. I still can't find any of them. It has to go there. <laughs> I got one there and I literally have a, a like a uh, sticker on my CO2 that says like here. I just wrote on it here. Mm. And if I see the word here, I know it's not here. So Guys, uh, real quick, if you do have any questions, drop them in the chat and we'll we'll do our best to get to everybody's. Definitely. Um, Here is just really quick, really, really quick before we move on. Uh, This is, and I just dropped a link in chat for you guys. Uh, This is the mount that I was talking about uh, because I just pulled it up really quick and I found it. Uh, oh, oh yeah, that's like literally like an uh, ride into is. your desk. There you go. Yeah, so it it literally is like pipes. Like it's yeah, and it it does the trick. And you could easily fit a computer like under one side of it and the laser under the other side. Free up a ton of workspace on your uh, on your shelf or your table or bench or whatever. And yeah, look, you see how wide it opens. Like yeah, you can cool. definitely fit lasers in here. Yeah, it definitely wow. works. And it just only, screws up to the bottom. It's only, yeah, it just screws it bolts in. There's four bolts. Uh, it's very easy to do. And you just drill a couple of pilot holes and slap it in. It's a little expensive at $69. You can get them for half that price, but they just don't hold the weight or accommodate the thickness of the 
you know, thicker computer cases or lasers, uh, because those lasers are like really heavy, as you guys know. So Good question from Andrew. Is it fat or fat? Both, actually. <laughs> Thank did. you for asking. She the did. answer to that is yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. All of it. Um, so yeah, so there's that link in chat, uh, and I'll I'll pop that link down in the description for you guys too. That's all. I just wanted to throw that up. I'm good. So Kenny says, What brand oh. of laser safety glasses do you recommend? I just bought an X Tool D1 Pro 20 watt. Thank you. Um, so this is uh a no IRs page. They changed their domain, which is annoying. Uh, it's now noirinsight.com. Uh, and if you do forward slash DBY, these are usually the ones I recommend. Um, you get really, really good coverage across a massive range. So you're going to buy these glasses for now and for later. The only thing that isn't officially covered in this uh, rating is CO2. So you're getting fiber coverage at OD7+. Plus. You are getting um, uh, UV coverage and uh, diode coverage, actually, at OD7+, Plus as well, which is great. Nice. So, uh, And actually, fiber is uh, 1064. So this that would be uh, OD6+, plus on fiber. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no, no. I'm right. 960 to 1064, 7+. Plus. So you're getting OD7+, plus on UV, diode, and fiber laser. Um, it's a really, really, really strong graph as far as graphs are concerned. VTL is 35%, which is better than the old KTYs, which they don't sell anymore. Comes in a variety of styles, and it's 200 bucks. You pay for it once, protect your eyes forever. Uh, I know, Michael, you really like no IRS products, too. You still, I do. You still I get do. behind them? I do, 100%. Yep. That's all I have in the shop. Yep. And yep. they're American-made, right? Uh, yeah, yep, I believe yeah. so. They're out of they're by, Wisconsin, uh, I think? I know they're close to Boyce. Yeah. He's just drive down Wisconsin there. or Minnesota, I forget. They're, yeah, one of the cold like, states. I mean, Alex, 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 potato, potato. I still have the same <laughs> pair that you and I used to wear. Like nice, they're, just, they're just they're workhorses. Like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah actually, they're, they're a little scuffed up, but I mean, they work great. They, yeah, they do. They do the thing that they need to do. Boys, it actually would have been potato potato casserole if. <laughs> uh, and I know some of these people, uh, you guys out there, this was me once you absolutely cannot drop $200 on laser glasses right now. Free mascot is the only discount brand that I recommend, uh, because they actually print, they actually print the ratings on the lenses, uh, which is an expensive process, which means they, I, I feel like they've actually had them rated. Uh, I, I really, really like these glasses too. They make for great backup pairs. If you want to have a couple extra uh, laying around the shop um, or again, if if your budget is just not flexible, um, we've heard from many, many, many people in the community at this point that they've had a great experience purchasing these. They're significantly more affordable. They don't have the testing, I guess, uh, or it's not even the testing. It's the the reputation just the reputation that that no ir has for building you know these quality products i'm sure they're chinese they do provide graphs they're much harder to read they don't give live results when you scroll over them it's just not as fancy uh but they're probably good with an asterisk uh so if if you absolutely cannot drop 200 and i think you should because we're talking about your vision i go on this rant all the time Spend the money, the protect yeah. how much uh, this was what I, I get when I get really angry about this topic. I think I did it when we were in uh, at Light Object, Michael. But like, how much would you pay to get your vision back if you lost it? You know, because exactly. it's more than $200. Uh, so, yeah, so get the no IRs. But if you absolutely refuse, um, this would be this would be my backup. Right. Just to show people what he's talking about with the like printing the things on there. If you want to make me big real quick, I got these that were just sitting behind me. Mm -hmm. um, you can see the printed like protections all along like the right here. Yeah, right here. Yep. And then these and what the nice thing, too, is you can see it right there, but they've got the two different styles. So these actually can fit over glasses. Yep. Right. But what happens is you have like, so if you're using UV or something, you've got that uh, spot there. So usually with UV, you'd want something like this that blocks out like. Remove the glasses, glasses and get, yeah. get the face enclosure going. It, yeah. yeah. Like it literally gets rid of that gap because like that UV will get you like you'll turn your head for a second. It'll. Yeah. Snap. 
for it may I be really, low wattage, but it's high energy, man. It's enough really to make you have a headache and or whatever. Recommend the goggles for those uh, yeah. big time because they really do seal around your face and provide full coverage. While we're at it, really quick, um, I will just give you guys some quick reference uh, lenses for the different lasers. So DBY covers again. You're getting um, you're, you're getting diode, UV, and fiber coverage. If you're just looking for fiber coverage, I really recommend the YG5s. I uh, used to recommend the YG4s. The YG5s offer virtually the same protection, and uh, they have much higher VLT, so you can see a lot more while you're wearing them. Um, so this is going to give you at 1064 OD7 plus uh, with a much higher visible light transmission. So the YG5s are great, a little bit cheaper than the DBYs. If you are looking for just CO2 or just UV, uh, you can also check out the CO2 goggles. Uh, CO2, really, really great protection for both UV and CO2 lasers at OD7 plus for both. And again, a VLT of 93%. Now, if you don't care about VLT or you're worried about the brightness, because again, these don't protect against brightness. These are just filtering yeah, out just laser wavelengths. Yeah, I would go for the DBYs. The DBYs offer a very comfortable uh, 35% VLT, right? But if you really do want to be able to see, like if you're framing things constantly and you need a little bit more visible light transmission, these other ones will do uh, very well. Uh, for you. So there are a few different ones for you. It's all their website's very simple. So you just type in noirinsight.com slash and then your model. Again, CO2 is great for CO2 and UV, the YG5s for fiber, the DBY for everything else. Uh, and you, you'll have a nice little kind of range of protection. The free mascots as well are available in just about every wavelength. You just type in free mascot and then the wavelength you're looking for coverage for, make sure to read your optical density ratings before you make a and purchase. One yes. suggestion too is with the VLT, don't just think, oh, I should get the, the highest visible light transmission because honestly, sometimes when you're working, like when I'm doing brass or copper, good Lord. I mean, it's like looking into a MIG welder, you know? Yeah, so you don't want to look at that plasma. plasma. Yeah, know, so, and you definitely don't want to be staring at it, but. Good. Yeah. yeah, but but every now and then you do have to like I remember there was one time where I thought I had moved it and so I had to look to be like, oh shit, did I mess that up? Yeah. And it's just like a few seconds, but the nice thing is super nice and comfortable having those lower VLTs. So just just a thought. Different tools for different jobs, like yeah. we always say around here. Um but yeah, so there's a bunch of lenses for you. I will make sure all the links to those are in the description after the show ends. I dropped a couple in chat while we were talking. What is up next, Kyle? I want to keep moving. We're at 27 minutes. We're halfway done. Cuban says, Kyle, would you mind helping me set up a CO2 air kit that's coming this weekend? It's funny you mentioned that because I got I got the CloudRay Ultimate Air Assist kit uh, back on Prime Day when we uh, announced all the awesome deals. Oh, dude, uh, I can't believe we have to do Prime Day number two. Uh, <laughs> October 10th and 11th. No, no. The um, big um, so Cubing's Cubing's uh, air assist kit actually came in already, and he yeah. got me into a call with him somehow. I don't know. I think Matt roped me into it, and so he's like looking at me with big puppy dog eyes, and he's like, "Can you help me set this up?" And I was like, "Nope." <laughs> I was like, "That's a Kyle question." So I totally signed you up for that. Sorry. Um, yeah, we can <laughs> we can go through that at some point. Um, I'm gonna be digging into mine here probably in the next week or two. Yeah. So if you want to be the test subject, you could go first. Uh, if you want the experienced answer on that, uh, give me a week or two to figure mine out. And then we can we can not have to hack yours together. We get um, really quick. Larry, Larry followed yeah. up with the Magnus. Good tip, Matt. Can we uh, uh, what's up? Just explain what the ultimate air assist kit is for people that don't know? We can. So usually when you have a, a CO2 laser, uh, gantry laser, you would normally have one of those little aquarium pumps that you would either plug into the back or plug in separately, and it will come on uh, when you're engraving, or at least that's the goal. Uh, you usually want low pressure when you're engraving because you don't want to blow crap everywhere. Uh, you just need enough air pressure to keep the lens clean. And usually with cutting, you want to crank that pressure up. The problem with a aquarium pump is you're getting all pressure all the time. Um, and that's great and all as a, as a starter, but they also don't provide a ton of pressure. They're not really giving you the best cutting experience. 
when it comes to wanting to cut things out, right? So that's where this comes in. It allows you to control the pressure. Uh, additionally, uh, it also gives you the kit to, um, so essentially what you can do in either RD works or Lightburn is you'll notice there's a little uh, air assist on slider for each layer. Um, and what you can do is you can call for uh, a valve to open to allow full pressure through. And you'll notice in the middle there, there's a little needle valve. You can turn down the pressure. And when you call for more air pressure for a layer, it opens up the solenoid there on the top right photo that Alex is showing. And it goes around and opens up into a, a non-restricted flow and you get full pressure. What I'll be doing with mine is connecting it to, uh, spoilers, uh, I'm, I'm grabbing a California Air Tools air compressor and I'm gonna go through the whole process of setting up both. And uh, I'm struggling, or I have been struggling with cuts um, royally, right? So my, my end goal there is to get better, more detailed, finer cuts with a whole lot less charring and soot and junk everywhere. Um, and I don't really feel like taping off everything I want to cut just to save the surface when the side looks charred too. So yep. uh, comes in tenfold on all the reasons. But uh, essentially, that's what this kit does in short form. The little switch there allows you to call for full pressure uh, to open up that solenoid. Uh, when you deem it so, if you forgot to either enable it on a cut layer or you just want to... So it's like an override. It's an override, yeah. It triggers the solenoid whether uh, the controller is calling for it or not. Nice. Um, and I already have a couple of ideas of how I'm, I'm thinking about maybe modifying or upgrading this, but that's for later. Uh, there's no sense in, in trying to figure that out without having you know it set up to begin with, right? You can't really modify something when you don't have it set up. For sure. Um, but if right. you didn't know what it was, that's what it is. Now you know. Since we're yes. uh, on the subject of air assist, um, I want to I want to throw a little more kind of a question and a, oh. and, a and a comment out. Um, so, a lot of the newer lasers now are all coming with the missile cone nozzle type, with the air <laughs> assist is blowing directly through it, you know. And they recommend <laughs> they China <laughs> that you recommend that you keep your air assist on at all times when you're engraving when you're cutting when you're doing anything and i just wonder if has anybody ever turned your air assist off and actually seen how clean your engraving is when it's yes off? and I, um, I feel like yeah. i feel like there's some bad information out there that if the air assist is not always running that something's going to happen and I don't run air assist when I'm engraving on any of my machines. And what that does for me, I'm going to tell you why, is it's one less thing for me to clean up afterwards. Okay, so I'm the time is money guy. I've got whole videos on it, right? So I don't want to clean up a sooty, sooty wood engraving, a sooty piece of leather. And that's what air assist usually does when it's on during engraving. So the question I guess I want to ask you guys is, Besides the fact of trying to blow particulates away from the lens, I get that logic. Is it worth it when it really doesn't climb back up there if you have good air assist? If you have good exhaust, it really... Michael's like, I don't clean my lenses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was literally just about to say, it depends it, on your exhaust. If you have good exhaust, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. it's not going to climb back up the tube. Um, but when you're cutting... I'm not talking about cutting. Absolutely. Air assist, 100%. Like, got to have it. I'm just talking more about the, the pros and cons of engraving without air assist. What? I so, I have ruined a lens by forgetting to turn my air assist on. Okay. Uh, it was early on, and it was actually when I was using a... Um, I had an AC Infinity S8, and the, the problem is that that fan is great for just straight CFM. Mm -hmm. But the problem with CFM is it doesn't account for static pressure. So mm -hmm. if you're trying to create vacuum out of the room that you're in or uh, laser enclosure or both in this case, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm in a very well sealed basement, essentially. 
So there's not a whole lot of air leaks to let air back in unless I straight up open the basement door and the garage door, and then I have free flowing air. But when I got my laser, it was also the middle of December and I live in the Northeast. So screw that. Yeah. Um, but um, I forgot to turn on my air assist. I was literally, I had the, the AC Infinity S8 cranked to 10, which is actually technically like overdrive on those. Um, that's like 120% uh, power. And uh, it was, I could literally see the smoke going raising Mm-hmm. and billowing through the the laser cabinet and when i look down through the cabinet toward the exhaust port mm-hmm. it's just literally circling in front of it not going through it and i'm like that's not good no i think, I think there's a probably a balance somewhere where like i i think the argument would be that most people when they have like let's say just everybody has the ultimate air assist kit installed right, right. i think that the people I would say most people that have that kind of setup where it's always on, but it triggers a higher pressure when it's cutting mm-hmm. the, the static normal use engraving pressure is probably set way too high. Yeah. I think I just, I just barely enough pressure to create a positive pressure inside of the tube cavity. Yeah. It would be just, yeah. enough. Yeah. But, but it doesn't need to be blood. It doesn't need to be blowing. No. And you know what I mean? It creates extra work for you to have to clean up so, afterwards on a yeah, on all that, so everywhere. The Mira Nine, the Mira Nine has the ultimate plastic. engraver or the ultimate air assist kit kind of set up built into it. And I have mine set up so that when it's on, when I'm not cutting, you cannot feel it coming out of the nozzle. Like you, you cannot feel it, but it, it's still, there's a, there's a positive pressure there. You know, it's like just barely See, on. It's and like, that, not I've got mine, almost. I've got mine heavy for cutting and I just leave it at like 30 pounds. Right. And then by doing that, like if you actually lift the laser head up and hit start, you can mm-hmm. hear it just kind of go, like you said, just, just putting a little bit of air out there. Um, and the reason I, like, I let it just do that is like, he, like Michael said, it, keeps the soot down but it makes the engraving nice but the other thing too is if you continuously have that um oilless pan running or whatever your you know your um compressor the other thing that's a bad part of it too uh is if you don't drain your line if you don't take care of your compressor you're going to have water especially if you're someone who's new and don't, don't know that you're supposed to have the the two stage yeah. Um, that's how I messed up my first lens was by using a compressor like I'm supposed to, but then not understanding that I needed, especially here in Florida. Jesus. I mean, you're in Georgia, you know, Michael, yeah, like it's humidity. like, yeah. so the humidity gets you. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, um, the compressor literally takes, you know, CO2, it makes CO2 by compressing it, uh, the oxygen and it creates liquid like condensation. And then that sometimes sputters through the line as it goes and it'll come out on your lens and when you're firing, like, that's how I see it. Like, Sounds like some boy science. I don't know. Like, all I know is it comes out of my lens. It's like, it, it, you can laugh at me. Why? It comes out of my lens. I'm laughing at you. Go ahead. It I comes out of my lens. When you, freaking, when you like, put air lens. under pressure, it's capacity pressure. to have evaporated moisture inside of it reduces. Your mom's evaporated moisture. So when you, <laughs> when you pressurize that air, the moisture has to condense somewhere and it condenses on the it's inside kind, of the it's condensation. tank which you should have a water filter on your line anyway but that's remember, remember we went out and drain that dry giant compressor at the end of the day and all the water that would come out dude it would piss sure. it would yeah. go so, literally like a pissing baby fountain best <laughs> like story, from the movies best story i literally didn't know and by the way there is an automatic every like there's literally something you can buy for like 90 bucks that you literally just press the nozzle and it drains it for you automatically every day you can set it on a timer and everything it's amazing Mm. it's worth it uh especially if you're running it all the time Mm. but i didn't realize because i just got my brand new california air tools compressor and it literally i was like okay so i was reading the instructions like turn ball valve and turn this thing and it just i was like nothing's happening and so i just like tapped it on the ground just for a second and it goes <laughs> it shot rust water uh, across like it looked like if you it looked like 
a rusty shark hit the wall. Oh my god! <laughs> and my brand new shoes got destroyed. Dude, Michael, Michael had like an eight thousand gallon fucking oh behemoth god. one, and like it scared the shit out of me, dude. Like, and it wasn't like a baby. I was like twenty five year old. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's still, I was like, he'd be like, "Are you ready?" And I'm like. Yeah, I'm about I to blow it. Let's go. We got to yeah. shut the shop down. He's Terrible, like, okay, dude. go ahead. So loud. It was so loud. Also, uh, Alicia's here. What's up? Uh, hey. Alicia says, best thing I did was air add dryer. an air dryer to my lines. Is there that different go. than a, a water separator? Or is that the same thing? It's the same thing. There, There's m- multiple kinds, right? So you can have like a, a water separator, like an like an oil separator, oil filter kind of mm-hmm. system setup. I know the one where it's like it drips, and then you can yes. open it, and the water comes out. Yes. Yeah, so there's those. There's manual drain ones where you just like unscrew the cup or open the little valve on the bottom, and then it like pisses out everywhere. Or you have like the semi-auto ones that when it when the line loses pressure, the cup loses pressure, and the oil spring opens up the valve and it pees out. When I open, uh, when I re-upload re- the edit of this episode, I'm going to call it laser piss. Do it. I'm, uh, I will. Take it a piss with laser. Everything. And then when you open, when you open the the valve back up to let air back into the the regulator and the other the filter, it pushes the spring back down. It seals the system. I know we have starred um, comments, but I saw this and I'm looking at Michael, and I know he's going to have an opinion about it. Uh, Gretch <laughs> is asking, just wondering if anybody has a favored brand of transfer tape. You love trans. I hate transfer tape what do you like man because i know you use that shit all the time yeah so i have some uh i believe it's called the uh, oracle for the big stuff like the oracle big, i remember uh, that big yeah. hole of like 24 inch that if i if i need to mask off some acrylic mm-hmm. or something like that and then uh for the smaller jobs i just use 3m uh scotch blue painter's tape man love that stuff nice good uh also, I'm pushing our conversation along. We have 20 minutes left, almost 15, and I see a lot of stars up in the thing, Kyle. So if you want to smash us with another star, please do. Yeah, dude. Can I get goodish color via laser engraving? I tried getting a yellow gold color on stainless steel with a Rakus 50-watt fiber. Kindly need your opinion on this. You can get uh, color on a laser. It, it's all about heat, heat management. If you're using a bigger lens, it's easier to control the type of color you're getting. Uh, generally speaking, yellow gold is is pretty light engraving um, or just even surface marking if you don't even want to engrave into the metal, if you just want to like do an anneal on it, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that Essentially, that's what you would do with a, a, a MOPA laser if you didn't have a Rakus, if you had like an M7 source from JPT. Yeah, there's be, a... There's a, a dozen ways you can reduce yeah. the amount of energy density. That's the yeah, goal. Yeah. Reduce. We used, get, we used to do goals with just the pulse fiber. You don't need a Mopa to get that color. Yeah. Yeah. You, can do it. you can do it with just a regular pulse. You, yeah. The goal is to reduce your energy density. So energy density is how much energy you are packing into a certain area on whatever your substrate is. You can reduce energy density by increasing your frequency. Smaller pulses heat things up slower. You can uh, decrease your your uh, energy density by defocusing your laser, literally making your spot larger so that the same amount of wattage is covering a larger area, thus leading to more heating rather than uh, ablation. You know, things like that. Anything you can do to reduce the density of the energy on the surface will provide results like that. They will be far more difficult to control in any meaningful way. You're going to have far less control over it because you won't have that fine energy adjustment that you get out of something like a pulse width adjustment on a MOPA. But that is the that is the target. What are you showing us, Matt? That looks cool. Um, yeah. So this was just using uh, this was just me playing around the other day. I had the uh, 100 millimeter, I think, in. And I just defocused a little bit and was just playing with, since we were talking about gold, just for fun. Sure. There's a bunch right there. Yeah. And so I literally just uh, did a material test in Lightburn. So when you go into the laser tools, it says material test. And um, I think I just did like a super high frequency on JPT. Like I think it was like 180. Mm-hmm. And just to see for funsies. And then on the back, um, just playing like you can actually get your steel back. I mean, you can play with it and then do a cleaning pass. And then my wife was yelling at me, so I had to stop this. And I was like, man, whatever. <laughs> and it's just, it's a scrap piece. So I was just playing around. 
but you can literally play with these. And the nice thing is because it's just a real quick surface anneal, you can do a cleaning pass over it a couple times and you're pretty much good to go again to, to play with it, you know, to, to get those. Um, but remember there's so many variances, a couple of things to consider is the temperature, the humidity, all those things can matter. The focus, like even a half a millimeter, like we had somebody on the LMA talking to us about it the other day, they were trying to get a, a nice black anneal. Um, and they were like, Oh, I didn't think a millimeter or two really mattered that much. And it's like, it absolutely does. Um, to, to also, get that continuous. No, I was going to say, and also the grade of the steel. So you could have a perfect gold yeah. setting. Yes. You could have a perfect gold setting for, you know, oh, 40 years old that you've been practicing on. And then Dude. someone brings you something else and you're like, oh, I can put your logo in gold on that. And then you use your gold setting and it's orange. There's literally black. dude, like <laughs> people I'm, I'm like, what material is it? And they're like stainless. And at this point in my career, I'm just like, that means literally nothing. It, it's like, zinc. It means nothing it to me. It's you know zinc. what I mean? Like I need, I need to know what kind of stainless it is. I've seen stainless do so many different things depending on the, the type of stainless like alloy that it is. And it's just, uh, it's yeah, it's, you can do that with aluminum. You know, you'll be like, what, what material is it? Aluminum. It doesn't matter what kind of aluminum it is. Right. All the aluminum does the same shit. When you get into stainless though, man, it's just like, the every one is so it's different. like baking a cake when you leave out the, you know, the yeah. powder. And they, the worst part is they, that I had a lady send me a link and she's like, it says stainless steel. And I was like, okay, can you send me the link to the item? So I can tell you yes or no before you even bother bringing it over. Mm. And she's like, oh Yeah. She sends me the link and it says steel alloy. Uh, mm, that's nope. Nope. Yeah. That's probably zinc. Zero guarantees. Yeah. I, it could literally be like 10. Yeah. Just uh, saying. I'm pushing us. Keep going. Go. Let's go. Go. Amori says, uh, hand pink waving. So high. Will engraving a mirror from the front damage your diode laser? Uh, potentially. It's a risk. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, that's not something I would want to do either. Uh, anything that is straight up a mirror or a mirror finish like that uh, is a risk for flashback, especially if you're at all defocused. It's an even higher risk. Especially um, with a visible light spectrum yeah. laser. <laughs> like mirror that mirror that you're trying to mark, uh, assuming it's for like normal human being use, is literally designed to reflect light in the visible spectrum which is what that diode is producing. So I, yeah, I, I would totally recommend doing that from the back, which actually Gulf coast and beam it up recommended below that. Good. So good on you guys. Um, keep going. So 12 minutes, yeah, keep going from the, from the back. It's better from, never mind. Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy, <laughs> calm down. Well, listen, you just have to get it deeper from the back is all. Ah. Steve says, what about skin protection from diffusing back reflectance? Emergencystop.net. I don't really mess with it unless I am marking with the UV. Uh, but I do I do cover my skin when I'm marking with the UV. It's not like cancer UV, so you're not going to get like skin cancer from it, but it can still burn you, and it's probably not good to jack your shit up with a bunch of high-energy radiation. The so Super, super, actually, super fast. The UVs that we're using are UVA. A. So the the things that I mean, it, super low energy and that's cancer what they causing use for compared to UVB and C. Yeah, yes. U, UVA is so, like just a little bit more than violet light. I, I mean, it's like you know, have the OSHA technical manual on this because when I bought the UV, my wife was like, "UV sounds dangerous." So I pulled up OSHA, and basically what it said was skin direct contact underneath it for a prolonged time. Um, I is the biggest one. Like I, it like pushed, it went four pages out of the six were eye protection. Yeah. Um, but then the other one basically just said, depending on how long you're exposed to it and proximity and also the strength of it matters. Five watt is literally the lowest form of class four UV laser, um, according to OSHA. So basically this guy right here behind me is the lowest form you can get. Um, so even like extended exposure to a five watt or a 10 watt is pretty low on it. It'd be like, uh, especially because like hit yourself with the laser. Right. As long as you're not like, but um, so basically what it said is like opaque clothing. 
yeah. is, is enough to deter I've been the, the damage your skin might have from burned by UV non, by yeah, non-direct exposure. I survived. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy got you. Huh? He did. He shot me. He did <laughs> with the laser. He'll with always the, remember. Shot me with the laser. Yeah, like Luke when he gets his. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Keep going. Let's go. Let's go. Speed run. Uh, happy accent engraving 304 2B stainless using the LE steel white finish settings. Slightly out of focus. Z mark black distance. Gives a steel uh, shiny mirror finish. Wanted to share. Thanks. 61. Screenshotted. Thank you. I will share it. Also, go throw that up on lasereverything.net in the fiber laser Space. community parameter library. That's where that belongs. There's a link down in the description. Let's go. Yes. With a picture. Uh, back to his 60 watt. I've been weighing the options of replacing his Ruida 6442, 6445, or Trosin. Trosin. Done. Next. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Michael, you saw those Trosin controllers, yeah, though. A light object I'm with Alex on that. Those Trosins are great. The uh, Trosins are awesome. The Some of the newer Ruida interface is are kind of cool, but... Uh, if just you've that, had to try the Trosin. With the Trosin, like that fast speed changer. You remember yeah. that, man? Yeah, yeah where you just yeah. bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. And uh, the the Z-axis control and rotary axis control built in without needing to swap axes. I mean, that's yeah. that's it for me, dude. And, and the UI was 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 more than decent. Yeah. yeah. The yeah, UI was, was yeah. Pretty. All right, keep going. Let's go. Uh, Cuban says, should I bring my laser star to LBX? I started this just because I wanted to tell Cubing to take the laser star and throw it in the trash can. Um, <laughs> don't bring it to LBX. They specifically tell everyone not to do that. There will yeah. be no so lasers. Don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Also throw it away. Also give it back to the guy that gave it to you so that you don't have to pay for it anymore and buy a real laser. Kyle says, the other Kyle says, best way to get a uh, dark engrave on bamboo with a 10 watt diode. Be focus. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Next. diode's pretty good with bamboo try, anyway. Try defocusing by one penny first, then try two. One of those is going to work. Yeah. The other thing I would say, too, is if you have the option to go against the grain versus with it, like, so if you can do something this way versus that way, you know, horizontal versus vertical, helps me. Uh, outnumbered says, wait, I can't use fiber on zinc? Of you, course can. you can, it's just going to be just ugly. It's not going to give you the same results yeah, as you're Right. You're going to see a lot of lines and it's going to be gray and jagged and kind of gross. You're going to be like, hey, let me go use this black setting from the laser everything parameter library. You know what you're you know what you're on. actually going to say? You're going to say that motherfucker told me this was steel. <laughs> this, yeah. this is you, you look at it and it's just yeah. how you're going to feel. By the way, it. that reminds me, uh, someone on the LMA this week asked about the waiver laser form. And it is in the, can you pull up the website and show people where those moved? I guess it's worth it because we have a whole lot of things that Alex used from his shop. And I think they might've even come from Michael's shop previously. All right. Yeah. So uh, fiber laser settings. Okay. First of all, I just wanted to, this is the community parameter library. So if you have a setting to share like that cool shiny mirror one that uh, was mentioned, you can put that in here with your laser brand and your wattage and all of your settings and a picture of what it looks like when it's done, everybody would love it if you would add it to this. So please do that. Secondly, uh, the document library, this is probably one of the most underutilized uh, resources we have on our website. It's the project database, also community generated, tons of files on here, everything from every video that we've ever done, uh, weird different things like job pricing calculators, uh, fixtures for 3D printing. I mean, like, there's so much stuff in here, and uh, it, it's all free, and anybody can upload and add to it to contribute. So uh, definitely check this out. And that was because what, Matt, what was going here or is here? So oh, the basically waiver. the laser wa waiver file. So pretty much when people bring something into your shop and they're like, this is my grandfather's stainless steel belt buckle from the war. Yep. And you're like, it's stainless steel. And they're like, yes. And you're like, are you sure? And they're like, I swear. And they're like, really? And the, yeah, so it like, yeah, and then it's zinc. Yeah, this one's a proof waiver, but you can use the same. I mean, you just change the text a little bit. Uh, and you're just like, eh, you know, uh, we also have one on the order form, which is a copy of the original one from Sonoma Laser Engraving. Nice. Which is up here today. somewhere. Um, but I do want to show it since we're on the topic really quick. It's uh, older, do, so it's do, further do, back. Do, do. Oh, you passed it. Uh, did I? You saw it. Oh, there it is. Boom. Laser business order form. 
Uh, by signing my order form, I understand that proofs and samples provided by Monroe Laser Engraving give a rough estimation to the outcome of my project. Many materials will react differently to the laser, even materials of the same quote-unquote type. Engraving may result in a slightly different color or depth than sampled. I understand that engraving is an art, not a science, and I acknowledge the inherent risk and potentially varied outcome with this item. It's a really good acknowledgement. Every single customer has to sign that. Um, do you still have customers sign something similar, Michael? Hell yeah. Every yeah. week, all week long. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's that. Let's keep going. We're hella speed run now. Juan says, recently I bought a Creality laser module for my 3D printer. Can I buy a frame for it and have it as a dedicated machine? Where can I buy it if so? Uh, you could, you'd probably just have to buy extrusion and build it yourself. Oh my um, God, just buy a diode. It's going to be so much more expensive to build that. Yeah. So by the time you buy the parts, you're going to be over the mm -hmm. cost of like an entry level five or 10 watt. Yeah. Um, also you need a controller to control it, to interface with the computer. So it's not just about buying a frame. You also need the controller and everything else to go with it. Power supply. The market has uh, Gil, longtime friend of the show, and now rep for Algo Laser, uh, has just uploaded his diode lasers. I want to give him a shout out real quick. I don't know if it's in this guy's budget or not. I honestly don't remember. It's the lower end one. The flagship one hasn't released yet. Oh, yeah, it actually is. So the Delta, eh, they're both kind of expensive. They're really nice, though. So I would check those out. The Orter is selling their old like Laser Master 2 S2 units as well. Um, uh, orter.net. Let's see if I can just pull this um, up really quick. Keep in mind, if, if you're going to swap that module onto an existing machine too, mm -hmm. the connectors oh can be different. God. Oh my also, God. They have different power. What are you doing? Jesus, it pop ups, bro. Yep. Okay. Um, Laser Master 3 with a 5.5. Oh my God, get out of my face. With a 5.5 watt <laughs> module. Uh, is going to run you three ninety nine. This is the LE. It's like their light edition. It's really basic, but it's new. It's got Wi-Fi. It does all the things. Uh, so super cool. <laughs> Pretty cheap. Um, so I'd check that out. Sorry. Anyway, continue. Amir says, which laser source do you think is better, Rakus or Mopa? Those, that's not a comparison. Mm -mm. Mopa is a type of source. Rakus is a brand. Right. So Rakus makes really Mopas. Yes. Um, so what you're looking at is Rakus, JPT, Max, GZ Tech, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. MOPA is the technology that those brands might use in a given source that they make. Right. Um, so MOPA is multiplexing something. Whatever. Don't, it, don't it provides more. It. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it provides more power and gives you pulse width adjustment. Is essentially what usually it means, um, and that is. A determination of the model you pick from those brands. Who said multiplexing? I did. Oh my god, fired. It's master oscillator power Whatever. amplifier. Whatever. That's uh, what I will not okay. remember. <laughs> multiplexing. It's like we're going to the movies. Okay, next. Keep going. Let's go. We got uh, a minute going, and a half. Multipass. By the uh, way, actually, I think that's the last one I started. I was going to say shout out to my old college roommate, BFF man, Matt Hinman, just showed up to watch. Hey. He's just saying, hey, the hey nuclear engineer, super smart guy. All right, great. We have time to plug stuff. Michael, I'm going to roll out the red carpet for you, bro. What do you got? Um, well, I got a new video dropping on Thursday, and what? it's going to involve uh, leather and lasers and glue and hats. Ugh. So, all right. Well, yeah. that sounds like nothing I will ever do. So, yeah, no, that's <laughs> on your channel. <laughs> yeah, voice, voice had one thing he was gonna say. Moisty, oh, yeah. I made my first purchase on the Remix uh, oh, marketplace. Word. What'd you get? I uh, got the EasyCat three converter. Oh, you bought? After. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. I actually saw that order come in. So again, long time uh, friend of the show and moderator over on the Discord, uh, Chris Padilla has finally reactivated his old shop, um, Cartesian Crafts. I definitely recommend checking that out for sure. Sorry, I just cleared the cache on the site, so it's going really slow. Uh, but he makes this really sick EasyCAD 3 to EasyCAD 2 light adapter. So this won't work with full-size EasyCAD 2 boards, but it will effectively adapt all of your controller wiring from one of those boards 
to the other without having to resolder anything. It's Ooh. super nice. Yeah. So uh, definitely check that out if you're looking to downgrade. We have a video on how to do it with soldering if you want to do it that way. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to cheat, here's the cheat board for you. Uh, it's yeah. not bad. He designed it literally by himself and like had it manufactured. It he, it was really impressive. They did this. It's only thirty bucks. Essentially, it's thirty Essentially bucks. makes it so you can hot swap between EasyCAD three. It was so cool watching him like just swapping the wires. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Swapping yeah. plugs. That was way back when we did the uh, the downgrade video. Man, yeah. that's so long right, right now. It says, I know, speaking of purchases on, on the on the shop. <laughs> speaking of it, what is that? A future video. Oh, okay. Oh, well, two things purchased <laughs> off the marketplace. It's the last actually. thing I promise. Uh, I got cards from Richie over at Gold Coast Laser Engraving that are awesome. The point four millimeter that I can never find. Mm -hmm. um, and then this is important because I know Kyle has talked about it before, and I feel like it's worth telling people since it's light object has the right answer. Mm -hmm. uh, I live in a cold climate. Do I need heat recovery air exchangers so it doesn't get too cold in the room where laser is being operated, or is there another type of solution? And Anthony already gave the answer. Uh, yeah, the afterburner. Is that on mm. the marketplace yet? No, so but I will I will harass Joel about that for sure. Those but if you go to the buying things. guide. Okay, yeah, yeah go for it. Two different things. So what it sounds like is what you're looking for is to keep the room warm. Uh, the afterburner will keep the chiller from freezing. And but if you're room. just trying to keep heat in the room that you're operating the laser so that it's comfortable and you're not wasting heat energy, um, I'm not aware of a good way of doing that without keeping contaminated air in the room. Uh, I am. Are you? Okay. Yeah. Uh, oil heaters. Oh, wait, they don't want to exhaust. No, they want to. I, I don't think they're saying they don't want to exhaust. Well then wait, what about the contaminated air? I'm confused. I wasn't listening the whole time. I was getting a link for, <laughs> for, chat Reco for the... Re recovering heated air. Recover. Oh, recovering heated air. Oh no. Fuck that. Yeah. No. So you're you're exhausting it out because it's contaminated. You'd have to scrub it with like a bofa. Yeah. So they so were asking actually do I need the heat going backwards from that. Yeah. Don't don't try and recover the air that you're exhausting. No, no. Uh, just... You're exhausting it for a reason. But if you want to filter it, use an extraction system like Mike covers in his videos. Yeah. yeah. Some kind of fucking heat exchanger. Uh, dude, and those things like get hot. Let me tell you, in the wintertime. It'll keep you warm. In the shop, when you, when I'm running that fume extractor, it's like, whoo, after the thing's running for like three, three hours straight, that it puts off heat. Like the, so it's it, a lot of friction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Also wanted to plug really quick Michael's uh, shop page here. So you have an amazing video on how to basically oh, bake yeah. in powder coat into your engravings permanently. It's yep. mind blowing. It melts yeah. the brain. Uh, if you want to follow along with that video, but you don't want to buy the giant bags of powder coat, uh, Michael sells little sample kits for you to just hmm. like mess around with. It's 35 bucks and you get all of the colors. Is that right? Yep. You get all the colors yeah, nine, pictured. Nine colors. What yep. are the what are the like normal bags of powder coat like typically? They're like really big, right? They're usually a pound or two pounds. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. You don't need a pound or two pounds just no. to mess around with a little bit of one color, a little bit of another. Michael literally sits there because he really wants people to try this from his video. He sits there and bags these up like yep. by hand out of the big bags that he buys to use for his laser craving now business. It's me and, now it's me and Dana. We yeah. Now it. it's you and Dana. That's right. I don't fucking do that anymore. <laughs> um, if you want to check this out, definitely go check it out. Michael's shop page is Sonoma laser engraving. So you can go check out his page, uh, Sonoma laser engraving over at the maker remix market, because nice. he's got these little things up and they're, they're super dope. So I just wanted to shout that out too, while I was thinking about it. Um, is there I got okay. Go for it. Uh, so Richie asked again, he's not sure which one to replace it with because his controller isn't working with the air assist kit. Um, you need to enable that separately in software. Mm. It's tab. not it's not a passive thing. So if you just plug it in and then you enable it on the layer, mm. that may not work. Or if you have it plugged into the wrong slot, that's another problem too. But um, Phoenix that, connectors all look the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're going to go through, I'm going to go through that when I get my kit set up and then maybe I can give you some tips on that. But 
it's not because of the controller you have. I don't think it it's going to have probably to do with the software. Mm-hmm. Um, so hang tight. Um, I was going to plug the, the, one of the next videos I've got coming up is literally all the stuff that we started talking about. The people who had questions about like organizing your machines in the right places and how to do all that kind of stuff. Um, literally one of the series I've got working on is taking your side hustle to an actual business. So like, how do you upgrade those little upgrades as you go? Um, and that's going to be organization cleaning up. Like if you notice my desk is in a new place because literally I filmed myself moving this thing around. So you'll see me struggle <laughs> a lot. Uh, but anyways, like just trying to like figure out your workspace, uh, even talking about like keeping the, the space cool. Cause in Florida we have the opposite instead of heat that we're worried about. We're worried about, you know, trying to stay cool and keep the machines cool and humidity down. Um, so different ways you can handle all that stuff too. So you'll see that coming up in the future. Dope. Everybody got everything out of their system. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of laser source podcast. Really quick before you all run off on me, please go sign up for the uh, subscription to the new Maker Remix YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash at Maker Remix. All future updates and news about the marketplace will be posted to this channel. So if you care about the development or new features or new products or reviews or like any of that kind of stuff, Go subscribe to our Maker Remix channel. It's right there. Also, please go sign up over at MakerRemix.com. This is the Maker Remix network that goes along with the marketplace. Uh, You don't have to be an engraver. You can do 3D printing. You can do milling or any other kind of making activity. We have forums, a wiki, blogs, groups, pages, a link directory, polls, and a whole lot more. It's absolutely free, and we're getting a just absolute butt ton of new members. We just broke 400. I'm super proud of it. Go check that out at makerremix.com. Lastly, go shop on the marketplace. We're in our final week of running our testing soft launch, kind of soft opening situation here. Uh, Go buy something small. Go buy like a five or ten dollar item, or if you really want to, go buy a you know eight thousand dollar (laughs) laser. A couple people have already. Uh, We're we're almost out of the testing phase. All major and critical bugs have been fixed, uh, including anything involving shipping from our last live stream has all been uh, resolved. And of course, the marketplace features products from people in our community. So, uh, you know, you're supporting your fellow engravers. And that's always really nice, too. And thank you again for watching this episode. If you got value out of it, don't forget to smash the like button. Let everybody else know the content is good. And don't forget to subscribe hit the notification bell, not just here, but at Laser Engraving 911, so you get notified the next time we drop dope videos. Uh, If you really, really got value out of it, the first link down in the description takes you over to the LMA. It's the number one way to support the channel. All of our websites, web services, communities, staff members, videos, channels, all of that, they're thanks to the LMA members. We literally would not be able to do this without their continued support. So please go check that out if you haven't already. And smash I think that like that's all I got. Yeah, smash the like button. Voice says merch. Go do that. I guess you not can like follow Voice on social media. He's only made like two posts to our TikTok in the last three months, but maybe he'll pick up one. Yeah, you can go follow him if you want to. He's over there. He's got like a beard and pecs and it's all weird and a little hot and steamy. Uh, that's all I've got, guys. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Laser Source Podcast or listening. If you're on not Google Podcast, because they just announced they're shutting that down. It's all moving over to YouTube Music. Super weird. Neither here nor there. Emergencystop.net. Get out of here. Go find something better to do. We love you. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs>